This podcast contains adult themes and is not intended for children. Listener discretion is advised. If you enjoy this content, please consider leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tales Driftwood. of Driftwood, where story is everything. As always, I'm your host Eric, and today I'll be bringing you Chapter 14 of Hyde. Before we get started, let me remind you of what happened last week. Julian and Wade began their scheduled part of the plan, leaving after the other two teams. Upon arriving at the woods surrounding Hyde, Julian was assaulted by a bandit, identifying himself as a marauder. After a brief struggle, Julian was able to defend himself and kill the bandit the first life he had ever taken. This was quickly followed up by Wade saving Julian from a bandit who had attempted to kill Julian, with Wade also taking a life for the first time. Wade informed Julian that there was trouble with Dorian and Liam, and they ran back to Wade's car and the walkie-talkie. So with all that being said, I give you Hyde Chapter 14, Things Fall Apart. The two boys arrived back at the car to hear the walkie-talkie screeching loudly. Julian ran over and hit the button hurriedly. Julian here, what's going on? The yelling continued and Julian couldn't make out what was being said. Calm down, calm down. Who is this and what's going on? A brief hesitation and then a voice answered him. It's Dorian, you stupid son of a bitch. Where the hell are you two assholes? Julian could hear gunshots and yelling in the background. Dorian, what's happening down there? He heard an angry laugh that was almost muffled by the noise in the background. What's happening? We're getting ripped apart out here, that's what's happening. We never got any signal from Clyde or Max, and whenever we try to signal them, all we get is heavy feedback, like the security system is still blocking the signals. Anyway, we didn't even get a chance to do what we planned to do. The guards started opening up on us from the wall. They didn't see us, Julian. It's like they just knew where we were and started shooting at our general position. Julian looked up at Wade in horror, who was looking back at him with an equally dismayed look. How could this have happened? Julian shook his head and yelled into the radio. Dorian, I have another way into Hyde. 
head around the town to the north wall and meet me and Wade there. There was absolutely no pause this time. Fuck you, buddy. I knew this shit was a bad idea, and now we're in a world of shit. Take your money and shove it. There were sounds of a brief struggle and two people yelling at each other. Then Julian heard a new voice on the radio. Julian, it's Liam, brother. Where do you want us to head to? Julian pressed the send button desperately. North wall, Liam. North wall. Are you alright? Amazingly, Liam laughed good-naturedly into the receiver. Aye. I took a bullet in me left arm, but that's not me shooting arm anyway. Dorian'll be driving. I'll be shooting. Meet you at the north wall, boyo. Julian nodded and then said tersely, Good luck, Liam. Liam returned quickly. And to you, brother. Julian looked at Wade with urgency. Get in. We have to go now. Wade climbed in without hesitation and gunned the engine. They took off towards the opening in the woods and burst out onto the ravaged plains littered with the corpses of cars and trucks and their passengers. Wade was pressing the accelerator down as hard as he could, swerving smoothly between the wreckage. Julian pulled out the binoculars and studied the wall. Shit. This plan did not go right at all. There's still guards all over the east wall. There would be no way they would all be guarding the wall if the plan went like it was supposed to. Wade pointed with urgency to his left. There's the other two. Boy, are they booking it. Julian looked across and saw Dorian's truck racing fast from where they had been hiding behind Huckleberry Island to where they would be meeting himself and Wade. Suddenly, he noticed something else and brought the binoculars back up to his eyes. He hissed in horror at what he saw behind his hired guns. Wade snapped his head towards Julian. What? What else is wrong? Julian gestured to his left. Looked behind the other two. Wade followed Julian's hand and saw instantly. Three motorcycles and a car were in mad pursuit of Dorian's truck. The back of the truck was open and the duo could see someone was shooting at the other vehicles. But at the same time, the truck was getting hit by gunfire from the walls of the town. Wade looked madly back at Julian. Jules, I don't think they're going to make it. What do you want to do? Julian set his jaw and narrowed his eyes. Get between the bandits and Dorian. That truck has already taken a lot of damage. I don't know how much more it can take. Wade looked at him in disbelief. Jules, he's driving a truck. You think my car is going to be able to take more damage than his truck? Julian shook his head and went to the back seat. I'm going to try to give him covering fire from back here. All we need to do is get to the graveyard. The sun is almost completely behind Greystone Mountain. Once it falls behind there, we'll have the cover of darkness on our side. We could ditch the rides and disappear into the graveyard. From there, I know what to do. Wade looked at him doubtfully and then laughed aloud as he looked back in front of him and began to steer the car towards the bandits. <laughs> you know, Julian, I always said I would follow you to the gates of hell. I never knew I was going to have to do that literally. Julian grimly smiled at the back of his friend's head. We're not dying here, Wade. Not today. He grabbed the bandit's shotgun that he had taken earlier and smashed out the car's back window. He propped the shotgun up against the cushioned back seat and set the butt of the gun against his shoulder. His mind whirled with thoughts as he tried to focus on the task at hand. Just this morning, he had been back at the cabin, enjoying a peaceful breakfast with his mentor and best friend. Just a few minutes ago, he had taken his first life, shed human blood and ended someone's existence. Now, after 25 years of never killing another soul, he was about to open fire on others with the intent to kill. 
He closed his eyes. No. If you don't do this, others will die. If you don't get into those walls, the suffering that the townspeople have endured for years will continue. If you don't shoot at the bandits, they will kill you and your friends. He opened his eyes. His mind was clear. His eyes were clear. The impact of bullets fell like metal rain against Wade's car, and then the windshield shattered behind him. Julian! I don't know how much more we can take! Julian glanced behind him quickly and saw that Liam's truck was in front of them now, the back window broken and Liam waving the radio in his right hand. Julian quickly looked out of the back window and saw two of the motorcycles gearing up to attempt to pass their car. Without hesitation, he began to fire the shotgun. First left, then right. The one on the left sped past, the rider shooting wildly at the car as he passed. The motorcycle on the right swerved a little bit, and Julian saw that he had managed to hit the body of the cycle with one of his shots. Aiming carefully with the shotgun, he pulled the trigger again, but with no response. He looked down and hit the gun several times, realizing it had jammed. Angrily, he threw the gun out of the back window and drew his own revolver. The motorcycle had given up on trying to pass the car on the right, as the guards were still shooting at them from the walls. The bandit began to speed up to attempt to pass them on the left, just as the other one had. But Julian had had enough. He aimed carefully as the bandit drew his gun at the same time, and pulled the trigger. He saw the impact as his bullet tore through the side of the bandit's neck. Instantly losing control of the motorcycle, the bandit grabbed at the wound as the bike went swerving and crashing against the wall of the city. Julian sighed in relief before noticing that someone was yelling over all the noise on the radio. Julian! Wade! Someone bloody well answer me! Julian snatched the radio and hit the send button quickly. Liam! Are you alright? Julian could see smoke billowing from Dorian's truck ahead of them as he waited for Liam to answer him. Stop asking me that, you fool! We can worry about that shite later. We're almost at the corner of the wall. Where do you want us to- The transmission cut out as Julian looked through the broken windshield of the car and drew him. One of the tires of Dorian's truck had blown. The truck swerved uncontrollably left and right before flipping over. The bandit who had managed to take the tire out raised one of his arms in triumph before being crushed by the very truck he had been attempting to take down. Wade slammed on his brakes, coming to a skidding stop before it could smash into the wreckage of the truck. The last of the motorcycle riders was not as fortunate as he slammed on the brakes of the motorcycle too fast, sending himself over the handlebars and landing in a heap in front of the wreckage. Julian and Wade sat in stunned silence in the car for what seemed like an eternity before Wade slowly turned and looked at Julian. Jules, did you notice something? Julian could only look at him, mystified. Wade gulped audibly and pointed to the ceiling of the car, now riddled with holes. The guards... They stopped shooting once we got here. Julian slowly looked around. They had reached the place where the east wall and the north wall met. Just to the left of them, the ground went down into the graveyard, where Horace had told him the tunnel into the town was. The guards had indeed stopped shooting at them, and Julian looked slowly out of the window and up at the wall. No guards in sight. It was almost as though no guards had been dispatched to this side at all. Julian sat back in the car. The sun had set completely behind Greystone Mountain now, leaving everything that murky, not-quite-black color before true darkness falls. 
Wade was panting, still attempting to recover from all the excitement and adrenaline rush of the chase. He squinted his eyes and looked behind them. Where did that other car go? The bandits came after us with three motorcycles and a car. You took out one of the bikers, the truck took out the second, and the third just took care of himself. Julian gestured in front of them. Speaking of which, the third biker was rising shakily to his feet. He had not been wearing a helmet during the attack, and now blood was pouring from a deep gash on his head. He stood there groggily for a moment before looking directly at Julian and Wade in the car. Wade reached down and flipped on his brights quickly. Instinctively, the bandit brought up his arms to shield his eyes from the light. As he did, a single shot was fired in the dark, and the bandit appeared to be thrown forward. He landed face down on the ground, motionless. Julian and Wade stared in amazement as Dorian and Liam climbed gingerly out of Dorian's destroyed truck. They both looked like they were in very bad shape, as the gunshot wound had soaked the shirt on Liam's left arm, which was the worst of what appeared to be a collection of cuts and gashes they had sustained in the crash. Dorian limped forward. Clearly he had injured something in his right leg. Liam was holding the gun he had just used to shoot the bandit, but quickly grabbed him and forced him to put his arm around him. The duo limped together slowly towards where Wade was parked. Julian slapped Wade's arm from the back seat. Don't let them walk all the way over here, drive over to them! Wade did what he was told with no protest. They stopped walking as he carefully approached them and parked directly in front of them. Julian slowly stepped out and Wade followed suit. Liam looked them up and down and grinned happily. Aye, we're all in one piece more or less then. Good. Where to now? Dorian gave a rattling cough and looked up at Julian. <clears throat> You're buying me a new truck, you rich piece of shit. He trailed off as he started to cough again. Wade shook his head in admiration. You two are hands down the toughest sons of bitches I've ever met. Liam reached up with great effort, grasped his cowboy hat, which was now clearly disheveled from the crash and doffed it towards Wade. Tip of the cap to you as well, Mr. Keenan. Thank you much for covering my ass back there. Let's not get too chatty though. Don't want those boys coming back to check for us. He had no sooner spoken these words when a pair of headlights blazed on to the right of the group. They all looked over, shielding their eyes as they did. Wade gritted his teeth angrily. I knew that car was still out there. The car sat there for a moment seemingly satisfied with simply capturing the four boys in its headlights. Then it started to move towards the boys, accelerating quickly. Liam turned his head slowly and nodded his head towards the graveyard entrance. Now meet your boys over there. He quickly shook his way out of his overcoat, throwing it towards Wade who caught it deftly, and stalked out towards the vehicle which was rushing towards him now. Julian grabbed onto Dorian on one side to steady him as he began to sway. Liam, are you crazy? Come on, the graveyard is right there. Liam twirled his revolver around his finger as he walked. I'm not leaving a single one of these bastards standing. You hear me? Wade carefully put Dorian's other arm around his own neck. Dorian gripped both of the boys firmly and set his jaw. We ain't leaving until we see he gets out of this okay. Julian looked down at him and nodded slowly. Shots began to ring out from the car as the bandits inside opened fire. Liam, still shaky from the crash, started to do what looked like a drunken serpentine maneuver, lazily moving from right to left as he approached the car. Finally, when it seemed as though the car would hit him directly, he summoned all of his energy and dove to the side, 
deftly firing a shot into the driver's side as he did. The car lost all control, spinning wildly back and forth until it ran full steam into what was left of Wade's car. The impact moved both of the cars flush against Dorian's overturned truck, making it like some twisted piece of automobile artwork. Tiredly, Liam got to his feet and started to make his way back to the trio waiting for him. As he approached, sounds began to come from the bandit's car. Voices as the remaining bandits began to recover and gather themselves. Wordlessly, Liam pointed his gun towards the heap of vehicles and squeezed off three shots. The truck's gas tank exploded, sending fire shooting all over the other vehicles and screams of agony from the bandits. The trio shielded their eyes as the other two cars exploded, sending shrapnel and flames into the night sky. As Liam approached, Julian saw by firelight that there was a big smile on his face. He arrived in front of them and grabbed his coat off of the ground where Wade had put it. When he had to steady Dorian, Well, like I said, what do we do now? Julian looked at him with respect and then jabbed a thumb behind him. The graveyard. I know we just did everything in our power to avoid being put in the ground ourselves, but the only way to get back into hide now is to walk among the dead. Liam threw his head back and laughed without much humor as the four of them, with Julian and Wade assisting Dorian, walked towards the entrance of the graveyard. Oh boy, laddie. If this whole hero thing doesn't work out for you, I'd say you got a future as a poet. Thank you so much for joining me for Chapter 14 of Hyde. With the plan having officially fallen apart completely, next week we'll be heading into the graveyard with the team to see if they can find the tunnel into Hyde that Horace told Julian about. Will it still be there? Will the whole team be reunited again inside of Hyde? You'll have to listen next week to find out. So until we meet again, make your story a good story, and maybe, someday, I'll be telling your story. Be safe out there, everyone. Goodbye.